May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So on this third Sunday in the season of Easter, we have yet another story of people recognizing Jesus, recognizing the risen Jesus, who had not at first recognized him. You'll remember on Easter Sunday, Mary Magdalene is in the garden. She sees a gardener. It's not until that man calls her name that her ears and her eyes and her heart are open and she can see that this is not just anyone in the garden, but Jesus. In the same way, last Sunday, we heard the gospel about the disciples being in the locked room and Jesus appears among them. They recognize him by the wounds that he has on his body, by the marks where the nails were, by the wound in his side. So these are stories about us recognizing, about the people who knew Jesus recognizing him and seeing him, where maybe at first they didn't. And they needed some mark to open their eyes to see what had been in front of them all along. This gospel about disciples on their way to Emmaus has that too. These guys, or maybe this guy and this, and this gal, because we know one of their names, right? One is named Cleopas. The other who is Cleopas's companion could potentially have been a spouse, could have also been another member of the Jesus followers. But anyway, they're on their way to Emmaus. They spend their whole day, because this is a seven mile journey it's 60 stadia, so it's 60 times 600 feet, 60 stadiums worth of a journey. Uh, it's a long trip. They spend the whole day talking with this stranger on the road. They invite him into their house. And it's not until he blesses the bread and breaks it that their eyes are open and they know it's been Jesus all along. We have that experience too. One of the things I'm thinking about in this Easter season that I want you to think about is all the times that you show up to do the things that God calls you to do as a Christian. You do those things day in, day out, week in, week out. And then suddenly, by the grace of God, you can see that God is really here. And I think like these disciples on the path to Emmaus, those glimpses can be rare. We can spend the whole long day with Jesus, but there's only one moment where we realize it's been you all along. So I wanna unpack what it is that these disciples were doing the whole day long, because it's not, it's not, um, what they're, what they're doing the whole day long is doing the things that God has called them to do. And even though they don't know that they're doing them alongside Jesus, I believe that they're doing 
and modeling for us how we are to spend our day, our lifetime with Jesus. So here they go, walking along. A stranger comes up to them. The first thing they do is they start talking to him. And after they tell him, he seems to be the only guy, he's not read the paper, he's not on Facebook, he does not know what everybody else knows about Jesus, about how Jesus had died. Traumatically, he was crucified. The people who had hoped in him to be the redeemer of Israel are brutally disappointed by this crucifixion. And then, the very day that they're on this walk, these women go to the tomb and it's empty. And they see angels and the angels say, he's not here because he has risen. And this word is starting to spread. And we don't know exactly what had Cleopas and his partner on the road to go seven miles out of town, but it's possible that they might have been getting out of there because things were getting really, really crazy. They were followers of a person who'd just been crucified, so it's possible that they're fleeing or going to a place where they believe they'll be more safe. So they, they tell Jesus all of this. And then he says, well, let's talk about what this really means. And he starts to unpack scripture. He starts to teach them. He says, here's how this story that you're telling me about this man, Jesus, who was crucified and now appears to be coming, appears to have risen from the dead. Here's how this is connected with the story of God's relationship with the people of Israel from the time of Abraham all the way to now. Here's how that story is part of this bigger story about God's redemption of the people. They're listening. He's teaching them. They're talking about scripture. And since all through this season of Easter, we're looking at the book of Acts, and since last Sunday we had a baptism, it reminded me, what's the first vow that we make in our baptismal covenant? It's from Acts 2.24. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? And all of those things are what Cleopas and his partner and Jesus are doing together. They're walking along the road. They're in fellowship with a stranger. They're talking about scripture, they're praying, and they're listening to these teachings. They're continuing, no matter what's happened in the teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Now, after the seven mile walk, they get into town, they get to the place where they're gonna spend the night. And the man who's been with them in the teaching and the fellowship all day, he keep, kind of keeps on going like he's you know, got somewhere else better to be. And they say, well, what? don't leave yet. Come on in with us, because it's getting dark. Don't you wonder what would have happened if they hadn't said, well, wait, don't keep going. Come in and stay with us. They invited him in. So that fellowship that they'd been in the whole day they extend to an even greater hospitality. Don't just spend the day with us. Come and eat with us, spend the night with us. Let's keep doing this. Let's continue in the teaching, the fellowship. If they hadn't, 
Maybe they would have just done whatever they were going to do in Emmaus and said, wasn't that, wasn't that guy we talked to on the road so interesting, right? But they continue and they extend the hospitality. Jesus takes bread. He blesses it, the prayers, and he breaks it, the breaking of the bread. And their eyes are opened. Now, I don't know if Cleopas and his partner, I don't know if the two of them would have known about the breaking of the bread at the table on the night before he was crucified. But chances are maybe they were there at the feeding of the 5,000 when Jesus broke the bread and distributed it to all the people there. It's that pattern of Jesus blessing bread and breaking it, of Jesus teaching and sharing in the community of fellowship. It's that pattern of hospitality. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayer? And it's in that moment that their eyes are opened and they recognize him. He was there all along. And of course, as soon as they recognize him, they start retelling the story, right? They're like, weren't our hearts burning within us the whole time? Didn't we know? Didn't we have a feeling? And isn't that like, if you've had a glimpse, if you've ever had a moment where you can say, God is here. As soon as you see God, you start tracing the story back, and all of a sudden you can see the story of your life, how God God's not just here, but God was there all along. In our practice of coming together, listening to scripture, and what you do daily, your daily prayer, maybe your reading of the Bible, in our hearing of the scripture here in the church, in our study together, in our fellowship, which is not just coffee hour or the conversations before and after church, but in your calling one another up to check on one another, in our inviting one another to go out for a cup of coffee or come by my house and have dinner, in our breaking of the bread, which is not just our communion at this table, but also our breaking of the bread at coffee hour, our sharing in one another's homes, our work with our community garden and our food pantry to make sure that what is blessed and broken is given to everybody who is hungry. In our prayer for one another here in church, in our worship, in our prayers of our hearts. We promise when we're baptized to stick to these patterns. And it's not that we're promised that if we stick to these patterns, we'll see God. We can't control it, right? We do what God calls us to do, day in and day out, all the long day. And then, like these disciples in Emmaus, one day, an act that we've done hundreds or thousands of times before reminds us and opens our eyes. Our eyes are opened and we recognize here too, is our God. And God has been here all along.
In this Easter season, I just want to invite you to remember what are those things that you do? How do you practice the teaching, the listening? How do you practice the fellowship, spending time caring for one another, listening and being in conversation with one another? How do you practice that fellowship that looks like the hospitality that those disciples extended to the person they didn't know was Jesus? How do you practice the breaking of the bread and how do you pray? This is a season of our church life and of our life as a community where we can take stock of how we're doing what those disciples on the road to Emmaus were doing. That's our part. And then, perhaps when we least expect it, our eyes too will be opened. Amen.